You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Melbourne, Australia, and you're listening to the Global Spotlight Podcast. I'm in Melbourne, Australia, but today I'm talking to someone in California about tourism. And if you want to know more about my guest, I want you to go to Google after this interview and type in this phrase, how social media saved Lake Arrowhead. It's an amazing case study about how you can use social media to change the perception of your business marketing model. Today we're going to be chatting to Leslie McClellan, who's now a very, very good friend, who I found out about through that article. We've worked together on several projects over the time, but we've never actually spoken. I don't think we've actually ever spoken. We've actually mainly done stuff on Facebook, Twitter, email. I've actually gone and seen some of her Australian-based clients based on an email strategy. So welcome to the call, Leslie. Thank you, Keith. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be a fun time. I really want to play out this idea of the global world. I live in Melbourne, 10 minutes from the beach. You live in a lovely part of California, and you never go down the mountain. That's right. So I really want to play out on this idea that coaches now are starting to uh, play out the online game. You know, they're starting to say, you know what, one-on-one is great. I love one-on-one. But I reckon there's more to, to life than just sitting in a room and coaching people. I can be creating products. I could be doing webinars. I could be actually doing a Google Hangout. I could be chatting to Skype on the other side of the world and open up my market. That's yeah? exactly right. Um, you, can, you can waste an awful lot of time um, one-on-one with people, when you, especially when you live like you and I do, away from the big cities, the travel time, all of that. I mean, it is so awesome to be able to just, like you and I, click on that computer and, boy, we're talking. Yeah, and look, I really want to leverage this out in this next series of interviews because there's a, there's a growing group of people that are, I mean, I'm a coach, I was a coach, and I love one-on-one. There's nothing better than sitting in a room with one person, but there's the, the time factor of one-on-one and the hours for dollars model. Exactly. Whereas opposed to having a, a, maybe a Skype-based business or a, a Google Hangout, a webinar, a teleseminar, online products of videos, C, CDs, and even books. So the the world of coaching is changing somewhat. Are you are you uh, in the flow there? Can you tell us a little bit about your journey into the the online world and how you now coach people and how you help people with what you sure. do? Sure. You know, in, in the very beginning, after you know, I, I had success with Lake Arrowhead. I was doing one on one coaching. And then all of a sudden, as, as I got more comfortable with the online world, like we can all do Facebook and we can all do Twitter, but, you know, there is a, a little something about um, opening yourself up and trying to do Skype and trying to do Google Hangouts. And, you know, you, you think about, oh, my goodness, is the technology going to work? Do I know what I'm doing? But you know what? There should never be any fear about that. The technology does work for the most part. And uh, I started doing Google Hangouts. That's how I started. 
because I kind of liked how you could, you know, talk to each other, see each other, mm-hmm. and and we could do groups. You know, you could have small groups. Yeah. Let's pick up on that just in case people don't know what you're just okay. saying there. The real hook with a Google Hangout, if you've never tried one, and they are technical, but they are quite funky if you can get them right, is that you can actually have up to 10 people in a Google Hangout, which is exactly like Skype for video. Exactly. And you can have up to 10 people instead of just one person, and you can record it and throw it straight to YouTube. Exactly. And you know what? Uh, with with my other business, Tourism Currents, we would have our meetings. We would have our staff meetings that way because one was in uh, or is in Oklahoma, another one's in Texas. I'm in California, so we started doing Google Hangouts for our meetings. Then we branched out, and uh, I started using Google Hangouts for just a small town girl. Then, just in the last few months. Um, we've started doing webinars and you know it's just it goes on and on and on it goes on and on and, and on and you know what Keith when you and I first met five six seven years ago online there was no such thing as podcasting you know how crazy is yeah. this yeah well the social media examiner podcast has only been going two years and it was really cutting edge it wasn't the absolute first podcast ever but it was one of the first and the uh, the article came out many many years before sure that did. <laughs> But you know the other thing, a lot of people ask me, I want you to ask how these coaches that you're interviewing get started. I mean, they're now really thumping it, but how do they get started? I want to hear about your beginnings in the world. Was Lake Arrowhead your beginning, or did, did you have many years behind you before I, I that? I just had a few years behind me before that. I worked for Hilton Hotels, of all things. I was director of sales and marketing for a Hilton Hotel. I was at Lake Arrowhead, and uh, they actually, the Chamber of Commerce, now this is an Lake Arrowhead is an unincorporated area. We're not a city. We're very rural, but we're a mountain resort destination, really an anomaly. Mm. There's not many like us. So anyway, the Chamber of Commerce there started a position just for me, the Director of Marketing and Tourism. Yeah, it was very cool. And I always did it just part-time because my husband and I had a small baby, and then we had another one along the way. So anyway... Um, what was interesting is that I was at Lake Arrowhead for 21 years. I was a traditional marketer. I mean, I could buy radio ads. I could buy cable TV spots. I could write brochures, blah, blah, blah. And then in 1994, I, actually, my husband worked for JP, JPL, which they had an, something, uh, they're a, like a, sort of like a space company. They had their own sort of like Internet in their company and my husband was telling me you better pay attention to the internet and in 1994 I got a website for Lake Arrowhead before before almost anybody else did and I let me tell you I am not techie I hate the tech part of technology (laughs) (laughs) you know I I want a t-shirt that says that really I just can't stand that but anyway I always had good web people and we built a website. And you know that in 1994, 1995, we were dying on the vine because we didn't have big dollars to advertise in the Los Angeles Times or be on TV. And, you know, we were scraping together little bits of money to do little ads. Well, all of a sudden, with the Internet, we could talk to the world. And that was fantastic. That made all the difference because Lake Arrowhead is this gorgeous place. You know, it, it was perfect, perfectly suited for the Internet. And so then, you know, we kept going along and along, and, and 
we were fairly successful. And in 2008, the end of 2008, I found out that I wasn't going to have a marketing budget anymore. It was going to be slashed to nothing. And I said, well, okay, out of pure desperation, I had to learn social media. And, you know, I'd heard of Twitter, Facebook, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, when you're working so hard just to keep, you know, your job going, your community above water, you know, you just don't have time to really sit down and learn this other stuff. But I didn't have a choice. I had to. And uh, so uh, the, the thing I did wrong, let me tell you right off the bat, the thing I did wrong was that I waited six months to jump into social media once I made the decision. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, now everybody's on social media, but if a new platform comes up, jump in, try it, see, don't be afraid. Yeah. And I think that's part of what happens with coaches now, that they are just um, a little intimidated uh, of trying new things. And, you know, not yeah. being techie, I, I'm kind of right there kind of right there with them to a certain extent, but you got to try. You just got to try. Yeah. Well, like this idea of podcasting, I mean, it's fairly new. Only about 20% of people even know what they right. are. And, uh, and like, it suits my personality. I want to share a stat with you. This is a really interesting stat to share with coaches in businesses in general. 40% of people in the world still prefer to communicate and take their information in via reading it. Okay. 40%. So it's still important to have a yep. blog. And I do have a blog, but I don't like writing that much, so I'm not doing it that often. But if you do like writing... Blogging is still a very viable, very viable proposition for marketing. 40% of people have now said, you know what, I don't have time. Can you give it to me in a two-minute video on YouTube? That's right. <laughs> That's the big growing area. 40% of people are saying, I do not have time. And you put up your hand if you haven't done <laughs> yeah. this. You know, you're looking for something, you just go to, you go to YouTube and you want a two-minute video on how do you make chocolate cake? How do you change the carby? How do you fix a lawnmower? How do you change a tire? You know, there's, there's a video about every conceivable thing on YouTube. Isn't there it? is. And you know what? Your timing is impeccable. I have to tell you, on, on my new website this morning, I posted my first new post. And I'm not a very uh, – I don't blog very often, but I started a video. Just a small town girl's two-minute marketing tip. <laughs> and I figure, hey, I've got two minutes a couple of times a month that I can share tips just from what I've learned over all these years. And, uh, and how do people get to that? What's uh, the address? Well, it's just a smalltowngirl.us. You just scroll down that, that brand new homepage. You scroll down, you see my blog posts. And the first one there is the, is the new post that's a YouTube video. And, you know, okay. you just have to laugh, too. You remember a few years ago, it was a hassle to make a video with your little flip yeah. recorder or whatever, you know, and then uploading it and trying to do it. It's so, it's so simple now. It takes, you know, yeah. maybe it takes 20 minutes but from start to finish if you're doing a two-minute video, you know, to get it up and on the air. That's a great little teaser. I didn't know that was totally up yeah. guys. Totally <laughs> so just a small town girl dot us and scroll down and see the videos. I'll post this today. So 40% of people like to blog. For I'll read blogs. Forty percent of people want to get it in a two-minute video, and that's the new one. That's the one that's really thumping, and the one that's bubbling up and will probably start increasing numbers is about twenty percent of people say, and this is the part I love. You know what, Keith? I don't have time to watch a video or read it, but I, I walk my dog every night. Sure. Yeah. You know, 
and I'm, I'm I'm stuck on a train for an hour every day each way. Surely I could be listening to something. So podcasting is a great way of taking in information when you're doing something else, riding your bike, working out, driving to work, catching the yep. train, catching a plane. So I've decided, this is my little piece of the pie, I've decided to do, start doing podcasting about this sort of stuff. And our stuff is now available on iTunes, which I'm very excited about. So podcasting is one of the new ones that are worth trying, and a lot of people aren't doing this, so it's a very good time to jump in. Well, and you can do a deeper dive in a podcast too, you know, yeah. that's great. Because yeah. I personally like to do it for about 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, lots of other people do it for 45 and 50 minutes in one block. And that's a very perfect segue to say we've come to the end of part one. So we're going to wrap it up there. I'm going to play a little bit of funky music, and now we're going to come back. We're going to come back in part two, and we're going to do a deeper dive with Leslie's great story about Lake Arrowhead, how she never comes down the mountain, <laughs> and how she's, she's included the whole world in her marketing strategy, and how you can too if you're a coach. So hang with me. We'll be back very, very soon. <laughs> 